Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Episode 55 of the IGSS, determined to get it right. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley, and uh, we've got a fun show coming up. Do you know who is on this hour? Um, I'm not sure. Who, who is it, Larry? I got I to gotta know. Tommy DeVito's mama and daddy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We talked to them last week, and what fun we had on opening weekend, fellas. Illini guys, golf outing, congrats to the winners. A fun night downtown, David Williams, D. Brown, Kenny Battle, Marcus Griffin among those who joined us. The Illini gal, Adelia McKenzie, brought her teammate, Genesis Bryant, just to name a few. And then a shout out to the youngest Illini guys, Sports Spectacular fan, Blake of Granite City. So very cool to meet you. And uh, as he told everyone that he could see, I listened to these guys on my dad's radio. So that was pretty cool. All right. Now, what's not so cool? (laughs) Last night, Illinois, tough loss. At Indiana, 23-20. Take it away, guys. This is Illinois football in a nutshell. I mean, it was like the is what Illinois fans have been experiencing for darn near 30 years. It's a game that you should win. You control. You do everything except win the game at the end. You find a way to lose. And it seems to be a pattern that it's all too familiar for the Illini nation. Yeah, it was a, a frustrating uh, evening, particularly when you had opportunity after opportunity to close the door and you couldn't do it. And the defense finally breaks in the end. Um, you know, we've seen this. We've seen this script before, and now it's going to really take the coaches to take a look in the mirror and say, "What can we do differently?" to get a different result because if we've tried the same strategy and we've got the same result for many games, then it's time for them to employ something different. That's what you would do in the business world. That's what you would do in your personal life. And um, it also works in football. Well, and I think that, and, and listening to you guys as we were getting ready to come on the air and, and thinking about where this program was and the fans were a year ago, um, Brad mentioned a moment ago, last year, UTSA, Maryland, Purdue, Rutgers. I mean, this happens so many times when Illinois is in command, they let it slip away late in the game. The tough thing about this is, you know, as you mentioned, Indiana gaining only 70 yards and no points the entire second half, but they get 75 yards in those in less than two minutes. And they went down the field at ease. I get the prevent defense. Um, but, but this, this hurts because I think that everyone kind of felt, okay, we've, we've, we've crossed that hurdle we've gotten into a different area but it's very reminiscent of 2021 it it really is and and i think that's the disappointing part is that it's the same thing we haven't seen an offense you know we've seen yards they're putting up yards but we're not getting points and once again struggling in the red zone last week it was missed field goals this week you had you know more special team struggles uh, the defense has been pretty solid. I, I will give the defense solid. I think it's a good defense. I don't think it's a, you know, they, they obviously changed their whole approach on the last drive, but the offense has to be better. You know, Mike and I were talking earlier and we're in college football. You, you win by scoring points. I mean, 
we always have that big 10. Well, it's going to be three yards and a cloud of dust, whatever. Okay. You, you know, the Alabama scores, like even Nick Saban, he changed. He used to be defensive minded and he still is. Don't get me wrong, but he wants to put up 45, 50 points. I mean, they have the highest scoring team like of all time two years ago. So these are that you have to change. You have to score to win. And in order to score, they're going to have to start catching passes. They're going to have to make, you know, be a little more accurate. Although I don't think DeVito is the main issue. I think we have, you know, issues at tight end at wide receiver and play Hank Beatty, by the way. And, and, you know, I just, it, it's time to, you know, you got to make some changes because what they're doing is not uh, working well enough. Um, in my opinion. Yeah. This, yeah. Looks- I mean, it was- oh, go ahead, Larry. Go ahead, Mike. Now, it gets frustrating because, you know, you have, what, six or seven drops. One of them was a touchdown pass that it was clear that the wide receiver changed his field of view. That, that, that's something that you learn in junior high not to do. Um, and then when we do, you know, need a pass, maybe the, the guy's got to reach behind him and then that leads to bad things. Um, you know, even on a fourth down play of all the people on the Indiana defense to not decide, you know, to decide, Hey, let's not block him. Number 47 on the defensive line on a goal line would not be a person that I would decide to let go through the line. Um, and then we talk about the prevent defense. It looked like the, the, the pass rush was, was tired. And huh, I mean, there's just a lot of things here and it really goes back to, you know, it's hard to win games in the Big Ten. We all know that. But this team cannot – it is not good enough to be predictable. And down the stretch on offense and on defense, this team was predictable. And uh, Brett Bielman needs to, to get a little bit of riverboat gambler, and I'm not certain that's in his personality. Indiana scoring 16 points all in the first half and did not score again until the final minute in that touchdown that was the eventual game winner. Uh, as the, we've already heard so many jokes already on the board, Illinois snatching defeat from the jaws of victory on this one. Here's some positive. Tommy DeVito, 21 to 35, 235, two touchdowns. He did have the one interception. Chase Brown, 204 yards on 36 carries. I mean, the workhorse and then some. And Isaiah Williams, nine catches, 112 yards in that, that one touchdown pass. Um, here's the one thing, and I'll, I'll try to finish out this uh, final minute here on a positive. Um, here's where I think the positive is about this program is that everyone expected a win in week two. And last year, that wasn't the case. Um, you go into an Illinois game expecting them to lose. Everyone expected Illinois to win this game, and so there is a positive in that. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I guess, but I'm just – they lost, Larry. They lost. And Mike, you're wrong. You're right. It is hard to win in the Big Ten, but Illinois has proved it's easy to lose in the Big Ten because they're really good at it. Well, and, and there, there's, there's a look. The, the bottom line is, I, I hate to say this, but next week against Virginia is now a must-win game because if Illinois is not at a minimum two and two, but really needs to be three and one. Because once October hits, this schedule turns into a meat grinder. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm an eternal optimist. Although this hurts, this stings, there's no question. But, but I want to share some numbers with you coming up here in the second hours. I got to get to commercial break, so I can't get into it right now. Uh, but coming up, I'm going to share some numbers that will make you look at this loss a bit differently. And that is coming up in, in hour number two. Okay, so Illinois loses a tough one, 23-20. They lose in the final minute of this game. They go to one and one. 
uh, overall in 0-1 and in the Big Ten. And up next, they've got Virginia next weekend coming to Champaign. Okay, up next here on the show, Tommy DeVito's mom and dad talk about their first experience last weekend at Memorial Stadium. That's straight ahead on the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. When life gets hectic, you need healthcare that's easy. You need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. With OSF On-Call Urgent Care, we make it easy to get affordable, quick, convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it. Walk in for care 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even on holidays. 24-7, 365 virtual care options means we're always on, just like you. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgent care to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit. You know, imagine getting a full week to drive that new car around before you decide to buy. That's the test drive you get at lanaiguys.com. That's right. Great feature stories, podcasts, and up to the minute insider info from our experts. Our guys have the best sources. Be sure to check it out on IlliniGuys.com, and it's cheaper than the new car. I promise, it really is. Uh, This segment presented by Busey Bank, proud sponsors of Illini Athletics. It was a big opening weekend win for the Illini last week, 38-6 to over Wyoming, and the man engineering the offense was Tommy DeVito, the transfer from Syracuse, just solid all game long in the debut, not just for him, but also for new offensive coordinator, Barry Lenny Jr. We ran into Tommy's parents at our Illini guys tailgate and got them to come on the show. And we are thrilled right now to bring in Tommy Sr. and Lexi DeVito. Folks, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. And tell us, um, what was your first Illini game experience like? Thank you for having us. It was terrific. You know, we got lucky to come to the spring game and just be chatting in the stands. And we met a guy who basically said he been doing the tailgating forever and he invited us in with open arms and then it was like a tug of war to greet us and meet us it was really nice it was nice to see how excited the fans are how passionate they are you know they converted buses into the tvs and the couches and the food it was really terrific the atmosphere was terrific it felt like we were in a park that Grange Grove. it was really nice um everything was in walking distance and uh, it was just terrific. The whole Illini walk, we were never part of anything like that. That was very emotional for us. And uh, everybody was just nice start to finish. I, I really can't say enough of how great the community was to us. And uh, we look forward to coming to just about every home game. Obviously, I mean, the game was was really good, too. And, you know, secondary to, of course, meeting us at the Illini guys tailgate probably was the football <laughs> game. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it's you know, we, we all have our you know priorities. But no, the football game was great. What's it like seeing? Uh, I mean, what's it like for you guys? You have a, a son who's a quarterback and obviously he's been in college for a while. But what's it like seeing him? This is almost like being a, it's a new. It's almost like being a freshman again when you're he comes in and it's you're just excitement and the nervous energy. I, I know you guys had to feel a little bit of that on Saturday. Oh, absolutely. So Friday we were walking around campus and I looked down the field and I saw a couple of people on the field. I was like, let's go try to get in the field. We walk in there and who do we run into, but Donovan Leary and his family. No. So Donovan's rehabbing injury. So I guess they had a little free time. So we were talking to them on the field and then they left. It's about 7.30, great time at night. And I walked the whole field and I saw the Big Ten. And I just felt like um, such a prideful moment. I'm like, 
my son's going to play on this field tomorrow. And it was like a whole new beginning. Like the Big Ten to me, I grew up watching Penn State and Joe Paterno with my father. You know, Italians at home in New Jersey. Every Saturday was Penn State football for us. So, you know, the Big Ten it, to me was always the best football. And we couldn't be happier. You know, it's it, it very emotional first game. Your heart's racing. You know, you feel like uh, you don't want to let anybody down, even as the parent. You know, you want your kid to make the fan base happy. So, definitely exciting what was it like to watch uh, him back there in the pocket and literally able to do pretty much what he wanted without getting knocked around etc like had happened so much at Syracuse well my wife was very happy to see her son upright that's for sure. <laughs> you know her is the mother you know she's always uh Oh my God, don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. I know right. it's part of the game, but it was definitely nice to see. Now, he sure. was comfortable in the pocket. He really enjoyed it. You could see he was just playing ball. You know, he was having a nice time with all the guys. He connected really well with them from the start. And it just showed how nice they connected together, all of them. You know, that's a great point as we're talking to Tommy Sr. and Lexi DeVito here uh, on the Newsmaker Line presented by. UC Bank, you mentioned that, and that's one thing that that was my takeaway too. That as I watched this team from the from the opening drive in the very beginning, it didn't feel like Tommy was a newcomer. I mean, they all connected, they gelled, they all were in sync. Um, one thing we talked about, we we're talking about in terms of stats and completions, attempts, and yards, and touchdowns, and whatever. And I said, you know, to me, the number one stat in this game for for Tommy was was no mistakes. I mean, and and this is a lot of fan base has been. You know, look, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of factors to this, but that's one just having that solid play um, throughout the afternoon um, to where it just it just flowed. And I think that his play um, and Barry Lenny's offense really gives this team a balance that we haven't seen in a while. You know, I have a great feeling about this team. I don't want to put pressure on them in any way. I've been a football guy my whole life. This team is so balanced. If the offensive line can gel together, and get better every week. This team's going to be very hard to stop. They're going to shock a lot of people because there's nothing that this offense can't do. That you know, Coach Lonnie is terrific. I was so happy uh, when he came on. And Coach B, forget an awesome coach. He's an awesome guy. He he shocks me all the time. How thoughtful he is. He's just he's just one of a kind. You know, I I sent him a screenshot of me on the bench, my arm around the bench. When I was in the stadium on Friday night, I said, coach, you should lock your doors. You never know who sneaks in. <laughs> he texts me, text me back within 30 seconds the night before the game. I'm calling security, LOL. <laughs> like the guy, he's one of the guys, I mean, the stuff that he texts me, that he sends me, he's so thoughtful. He is first class. I, 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 I have a love affair with that guy. He's unbelievable. He really is. We couldn't be happier. That's, uh, you know, it, it's great. We, we're very happy uh, in Atlanta Nation to have Coach B. Um, uh, I think he's uh, going to do a fantastic job. I, but now I, I want to get to really important issues. Like um, when you've been to Champaign now a couple times, what's your what's the favorite part? Where do you get to? Where have you been to visit? Have you gotten to eat anywhere good? Have we like take Baxter's? Out? Baxter's was really good. The staff was great. The drinks were yummy. 
you know, we had halibut. We had, it was just nice, uh, the, very the welcoming. Food, food was good. We went to the uh, the diner across the street. What's it called? Anna. Mary Ann's. Mary Ann's. Mary Ann's was nice. Mary Ann's, that diner was terrific. They were yeah. all dressed in, uh, you know, the Illinois stuff. And then we went to Ribeye. That was delicious. Everybody was just very welcoming, very fun atmosphere. And so getting getting to the to the to the less exciting stuff, but how is Tommy like school? <laughs> well, all his stuff's online, so you know it's easy for him now. He doesn't have to go from class to class, so it's not that daunting. Wait. Mike, I thought for sure, Mike, you were going to ask about pizza. I can't believe well, you. I didn't, you know, the I, bottom I even, line is, I segued you into food Mike. we were we were at papa dell's plenty and i didn't i you know we ran into uh former line all-american craig swope but um you know you can always find us there so if the devito family is ever hungry just head to papa dell's and call one of us we will be there okay we'll hit that first <laughs> yeah, next, we, next week yeah, man, next week, next week we'll about. be at the home game so uh yeah we definitely have to check that place out but we've only been there twice so we're just scratching the surface there you yep. go that's right that's yeah the season is just beginning you know i'm curious um it's unusual to have a big 10 team not just any Big Ten team, but one in the Midwest, you know, on, over on this side of the country, um, to have all three quarterbacks from New Jersey. And, of course, there's a connection. Um, we'll hear from Matt Stevens a bit later in the show. Our, our football writer and analyst did a, a great piece on um, Tommy and Art Sikowski's connection uh, to back in high school when, when they both uh, worked with the same private quarterbacks coach. Uh, talk about that and, and those two having a kind of this – lifelong big brother little brother relationship um and maybe was it was it a part of the factor knowing you had someone there that that tommy had someone there is comfortable with was that part of his decision making process not for that i mean tommy tommy's had that quarterback coach since he's five years old and that's leon clark Clark. so a lot of people you know always ask us who you train with who you train with and um you know we met art and art was a great kid from the start Big kid, strong arm, that, um, and Tommy and him hit it off right away. And then you always root for each other. You know, anybody who, who trains with Leon, you know, quarterbacks, it's true. It really is a fraternity. They all stick together. They all text each other. They message each other. They support each other. And um, Tommy and Art, back when they were being recruited, were both being recruited by about the same teams. So uh, they always stay in touch. So it's nice. And then... Tommy actually knows Donovan's brother more because they're you know the same age. So Tommy always kept in contact with him. Now Tommy says he he loves he loves him. He loves Devin because he's like a little brother. So Tommy really is enjoying Devin for sure. So where does Tommy get the football? I mean, obviously you said you've been grew up a football guy, but who where does he get the athleticism and stuff from? Is it is it both of you? One of you? You got that was athletic me. history. <laughs> That's you. All right. All right. I have the strong arm. I know where to put my feet and step. I, I'm the one. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I was close. She, they get the height from her family for sure. Cause we're all short Italians. So, uh, but, but Tommy's got an interesting mix. He's Italian for me, German, half German from his mother and half Costa Rican 
his grandmother's Costa Rican. So that's why he's got the little wiggle on the hip from the Costa Rican. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the strong German and, and the Italian toughness and athleticism. But we're going to have to figure okay. out where nice Brad neck. got his. Brad, where'd you get your wiggle in your hips? <laughs> I, I, you know, it's just natural. It comes natural, Mike. <laughs> Uh, so um, now we we get to it. What was it like um, for him to have, uh, you know, th- has he ever thrown to 12 different receivers in a game before? I mean, I thought that was pretty awesome that he was he was finding open receivers and spreading the ball to everybody. Now, I've seen him hit seven, eight receivers. I don't know if 12 ever been done. I don't know if there's a stat on that, but that is. It's very rare that, that you hear that. And I think the most important part of that is it keeps the players engaged. You know, if, if, if you make even one catch, now maybe you're giving it your own practice because maybe you're going to see the field. You know, it gives you a little bit of uh, taste of the good life, so to speak. So I think it's great that everybody gets involved and they spread the ball around like that. I got to tell you, I don't know if it's uh, unusual anywhere else. It's unusual for Illinois. Um, it's been a long time. <laughs> to, to actually complete 12 passes in a game was really yeah, hard 12, last year. Not not 12 different receivers, 12 passes. We, we have, we have, <laughs> we do not have high wow. expectations or yeah. needs. We, you know, we just, Hey, we're happy. 12 passes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been tough. It's been tough. It's been 30 years of uh, in purgatory. So uh, there's a lot of us excited about, uh, about 2022. Hey, listen, we're excited that you guys are going to get a chance to come back to a lot of games. And we, we hope that, that you'll come back here on the show. Um, we really enjoyed talking with you guys uh, at, at our tent. We won't have a tent for the Virginia game. We won't do that every, every time. Uh, but we will, we'll be back and hopefully uh, you guys will come on the show again. Absolutely. Okay, great. Thank you for having us. It was awesome. All right. You guys Thank take you. care. Good luck uh, with everything this season. And we cannot wait to have you guys back and uh, make us laugh. Tommy senior and Lexi DeVito, the parents of Tommy DeVito and uh, what a start he's off to um, going into the Indiana game as uh, he plays his final season of college ball. We are really thrilled to have him uh, with the Alana. No question about that. This segment brought to you by Busey Bank. Stay with us. A celebrity kid will wear a Big Ten uniform this school year, but not one that you might have expected. That's next. Here all along the Alana Guys Radio Network. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Have a business you'd like to promote right here? To advertise on the Sports Spectacular, reach out at info at IlliniGuys.com and use the passion of the Illini Guys to reach your audience. That's info at IlliniGuys.com. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you, too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver 
on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. This is Jack Trudeau, the all-time leading passer for the Illinois Fighting Illini, here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. First weekend of September, fall, fast approaching. So go ahead and stock up on that hot chocolate on your next trip to the store. Uh, Some other stories that caught our attention this week. NFL legend Barry Sanders' son will suit up for Michigan State this season, but not football. He's going to play basketball. Did you guys see this? I did. I, I'm just, I bet the opponents are just glad they don't have to try and tackle Barry Sanders. I hope it's his son, because uh, if he's anything like his dad, it's almost impossible. You're like grabbing at air. So I, I don't know. It's pretty cool though. Yeah. It, it just goes to show you that it, sometimes the genetics just transfer down from one person to another. So um, hopefully my kids will be able to eat pizza effectively. <laughs> I think that's going to work. Absolutely. Uh, that's the gene you're passing down. Uh, by the way, Nick Sanders will be a walk-on uh, for Tom Izzo as a freshman this season. Fox and ESPN agreeing to open contract talks on the Big 12, even though they don't have to for another year. I think this is a smart move for the Big 12 to try to jump in and get some things worked out, have some contingency plans in place in case they do expand. Yeah, I- who knows what the big 12 is going to look like. I mean, we, we don't know. I, I think it's pretty clear that uh, there's going to be some PAC 12 schools out there for the taking and the big 12 wants to get in there and get their, uh, get some, have some options moving forward because they lost a lot of their, uh, their big name schools. Let's be honest. They lost, you know, when you lose Texas and Oklahoma, those are, those are big schools. And so now they're looking to kind of fill that that's void. And I think it's good for them. One wonders if that, could be done because of discussions between Oregon and Washington and the big 10 that might be causing the big 12 or at least rumors that says, Hey, we got to do this quicker so that we can put something together. I I don't know, but the question's out there. Well, and you know, we don't know what we don't know, right? I mean, for all we know, there could be a a handshake agreement with some PAC 12 schools in the big 10 that they come on board next summer or something, you know, uh, for half a share. I mean, that's certainly, which is still way, was still way more than the big 12 will ever get. (laughs) That's for sure. It's true, but it's also big 12. Their next deal could be more than what the PAC 12 will get. So if you can get, you know, 40 million a team, I don't know what that magic number is. Um, and the PAC 12 rumors are 25, 26 million per school. Uh, maybe you could lure some of those. I mean, it's a, it's a smart play. If it hasn't worked so far, things have talked down. Uh, the talks have broken down. Um, it's a smart play, I guess, to give it a shot. So we'll see what happens. Uh, another big story this week, the NBA will now mandate weekly COVID-19 testing for any unvaccinated personnel. Um, you know, we're going on two years since vaccines came out. Um, I get it. From the league standpoint, I don't have a problem with this. What What are your thoughts? From what I've seen, though, the, the only problem I have with it is there's been so many cases of COVID that whether you're vaccinated or not, I, I, I'm i not sure it's spreading with everyone. And, and I, I think we've kind of reached a point where uh, it's, it's time to move on. It, it, I think it's endemic. I mean, we don't you know, we don't test for the flu each week, so. I, I think it's time to time to move on and, and just uh, you, there are obviously risks and everything we do. And 
you know, as, as a person who's vaccinated and, you know, I've, I've never had COVID. So I'm like, maybe I'm like the only person alive. I don't know, but there, it, it seems like it's time to move on. Yeah. It's, I, I'm not a, I'm not a vaccine expert, uh, but you know, to me, it's like, they've, you know, the, the, I mean, I, I'm more in the move on category, but again, medically, I'll leave that up to the experts. Well, I wonder if they put this in place now, just in case there is another strain coming out. And, you know, the latest, it seems is, is, you know, I've seen some reports and I'm like you, I don't follow that closely. I just got my second booster a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, knock on wood, I haven't only my son has uh, finally got it here over the summer. He's the first one, in the family that got it. Um, but I mean, maybe they're trying to get ahead of the game in case there is another, um, uh, you know, another strain that comes out later. And, you know, from a team standpoint, maybe their doctors say, hey, let's do this. So to try to prevent any kind of spread in the future, because as, you, as we all know, you can be vaccinated and be boosted and still get it. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering. So I was wondering in these situations. So what happens if like uh, LeBron James's vaccination isn't up to date and the playoffs come along and, and he tests positive? Are they going to make LeBron James sit out of the playoff series? Right. Really? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. A lot Assuming of money. Left Assuming that the Lakers don't get injured and miss the playoffs. <laughs> well, they have to make the playoffs first, I suppose. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's, a, that's right. Exactly. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo taking a massive pay cut to stay with the 49ers as a backup after no trade partner was found over the last few months. Uh, roughly $25 bucks a year down to $6 million, although with tons of incentives. You know, kind of hard to believe that, that, I mean, he'll be 32 in November. I mean, it's not like the, he's a 25-year-old and he's up and coming. I mean, maybe he's peaked. Yeah, you know the EIU uh, connection there. He's a, uh, he's uh, I think he's had a, you know, he's had a solid career. I think sometimes he gets such a bad rap. I mean, he's been a solid quarterback. Maybe he, he's obviously not Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or somebody like that. But I, he's been a solid quarterback. I think sometimes he gets a lot of, uh, a lot of flack that he doesn't really deserve. But you know, he's he's a really quality backup. If that's your backup, uh, I think you're in pretty good, pretty good place at the quarterback position. Yeah, and heck, if the Bears had him, he'd be a pretty good starter for them. You know, it, it, it you know, it's it's an interesting salary cap puts you know with a hard cap really doesn't give you the freedom that the NBA has to kind of move people around. And Jimmy, you know, Garoppolo is one who's kind of paying for that rock solid cap. Yeah, it is what it, it is. Yeah, and again, quarterbacks make so much money as a starter. You can see him being almost like a Nick Foles kind of guy coming in and signing a one-year, two-year deal here and there. They're making some nice, you know, several yep. million dollars a year. Um, but you're right. I mean, the guy just wins. He's, he's had, you know, had a pretty good run, and they just want to get him out of there. So, well, a quick timeout, and then much more still ahead. Stay with us. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000. 
HX Home Solutions. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and it's much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. This segment presented by OSF Healthcare. The University of Illinois took its next step last week in the world of name, image, likeness, or NIL as it's called. Cam Cox is the NIL director with the Division of Intercollegiate Athletics. We just call him the NIL guy, and he returns to the show now to give us an update. Cam, welcome back. It's always good to have you on the show. Larry, I'm glad to be back, and uh, it's always great to be on the show. There's a, a lot to update about. We've got some Big announcements and some big progress that, that's happened after the last little bit. Yeah, it's um, I know it's been, um, boy, you know, in the works for the past year. Uh, you're now celebrating in, in, in the early weeks of your second year at, at the U of I. Let's let's start with what's taken place since the last time we talked to, you, I think, was in April. Um, there's been some changes legally. So so let's start with what, what has changed in regards to NIL in the state of Illinois. Yeah, thanks for asking. So the last time that we talked, we were in a place where by our state law, universities were still restricted from really getting deeply involved in NIL activities. So we kind of were in this educational capacity and we tried to be as aggressive as we could in terms of educating our student athletes on one hand and then educating the business and donor community on the other hand. But we knew that there was really this appetite for us to actually get in the middle of those discussions and to really help bring NIL visions to life. So what we were doing is we were in the process of working through amendments over in Springfield to actually change that state law. And I'll say that that was a part of a larger national legislative trend. So in as much as I can say, hey, look what happened here in Illinois, there were seven or eight states that actually made the same kind of move. Um, And so Now we're in a position where those restrictions for us to be involved are removed. And so we started to really think critically about now that we have this new flexibility, how can we use it? How can we leverage it for our competitive strategy? And the answer is what kind of manifested itself last week is our announcement of NIL Impact, which is now our new kind of fundraising or development related strategy around NIL. The idea is You've still got the education piece, the influence piece, but you're going to have to have this other part where we're engaging our external stakeholders and they're getting really involved and they're understanding that NIL is becoming the next frontier of what is always an arms race in college athletics. I know we talked about this last time that institutional resources are always kind of the key to progress in any institutional programming. Athletics is no different. And what we're finding is the university has excellent academic prowess, always has. We're in a position now where we have state-of-the-art facilities, and we're also in a position now where we have some of the best coaches in the nation. And before NIL, that was kind of what you needed to have a premier athletics program. Now there's kind of this new piece, and that's name, image, and likeness. And so in the same way that people have supported us, and specifically alumni and major donors have supported us on those first three fronts, We're now kind of telling folks, hey, we're going to need that same level of initiative, that same level of engagement and that same level of support on this fourth spot, too. 
Now, I, I will one quick aside. I will say that uh, for anyone who roots for Illinois, it is wonderful that you and athletic director Josh Whitman are both lawyers by trade. So we know that you guys have buttoned things up the right way <laughs> when it comes to that. We try. <laughs> we try. It's uh, there's you know, there are these legal mechanics and we have to work through them. But the good thing is that, you know, in as much as our state law does dictate everything. There are several other states that have at least somewhat similar state laws. And so we have the ability to say, okay, how is what we have here in Illinois different from what they have in say Kentucky or different from what they have in Ohio or different from what they have in Pennsylvania. And then you can kind of compare those distinctions and say, okay, so what I think our legislators were going for was this thing as opposed to that thing. Um, but we, we do try to get it right, but we always try to make sure that we're as aggressive as possible because this is really, really important stuff. I mean, the truth is that I mentioned those three things earlier and I said those were the three things you needed to make sure that you had a strong athletic program. Autonomy five programs over the past several decades have largely maximized those three things. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at the Big Ten and, and that's kind of our primary competition. Everybody's got strong academic prowess. I mean, that's across the conference. There's some of the best coaches in the nation here and everybody's got a new fancy facility going up all the time. Right. This is the new thing that everybody doesn't have. And so you have the ability to really come in and make a big splash. And the other thing is it's money, right? So when it comes to supporting student athletes, they care so much about that piece because in as much as they care about the other three, there's kind of this other sense where you're like, but this, this is the immediate thing. It's an immediate, Hey, is it 500 bucks? Is it a thousand bucks? Is it, you know, 10,000 bucks, whatever it is that the student athlete can kind of leverage their name, image, and likeness and earn, they're going to be really, really excited about that. And what I've always really appreciated about what you're doing and what the Illini Guardians are doing, we've had Adam Fleischer on the show several times as well and and uh, doing whatever we can to um, to work with him and, and help promote this as, as you guys come together, is that there is this um, there is this, this service element to this. It's not simply that, well, listen, you know, uh, I don't know, show up and say hi, um, you know, for two minutes and that's it. And here's a hundred thousand dollars. That's not going to happen there. There is this piece that, that, that the student athlete has to go out in the community and interact with people, or maybe they're speaking at a camp or there is, there are all these activities um, included. And that's, that's what I really appreciate what you guys are doing with this um, is there is this give and take. And I, and the thing is, it's not just a, there's not just the money that changes hands, but there's this other social piece that I think really benefits the student athletes at Illinois. That's absolutely true. I mean, you you mentioned that Josh and I are both afflicted with the disease of having gotten a law degree, but Adam has the same problem. So right. it's, it's a bit of an epidemic. Um, and and it, we're all aligned in that sense that not only by rule, but also kind of we want that. We want our student athletes to have to do something to earn their NIL compensation. And we want those things to be social or altruistic in nature. There's such a power honestly, with, with this university and this community and the tie between those two, and in many ways, our students, not just student athletes, but our students miss out on that because their experience here in Champaign ends like kind of at the walls of campus. And they don't really get to get out in the community and really see that tie and really interconnections that you can leverage, not just today or next year, but maybe 10 years from now, maybe 15 years from now, Right. I mean, it, it's one of those things over this past week, I had an opportunity to meet Dee Brown at an event. And it's one of those moments where you remember, hey, this is this is deeper than today or tomorrow. Dee made us all feel old when he mentioned that he made the big run 17 years ago. Right. You're like, that's 17 years ago. Um, but it's true. Right. You're, you're making these multi-decade connections. And I saw the men's basketball players just mine kind of just click like, oh, that's true. 
I can leverage this stuff. That's the kind of stuff that NIL allows for our student athletes to really experience because it was always there, but there just wasn't any reason for them to engage with it. And that's to say nothing of the community piece that all of these student athletes have a unique capacity to influence particularly young people in our community. I mean, that's how we all became fans is because when we were about this tall, we looked up to somebody who's about that tall and that's what really kind of gets this whole thing going. And that activity where you look up to somebody and then they can maybe say something that can really spark a big change in the whole direction that your life's going. I think our student athletes are really embracing that moment. Um, and, and the other thing is about, you know, them is even though they are that tall, they're still kids. And so they have this other level of appreciation where I'm always very impressed by their ability to connect with young people. But I forget, like, they're still young people, so it's not so hard for them. Um, it's it's really impressive and, and, and powerful stuff. Right. And, and I think that, that the more they have those kinds of experiences, yes, the dollars are important and, and on the court and success and the classroom and all those things. But it's that other piece. It's just like in high school. I always called things. They weren't extracurricular. They were co-curricular activities because it's part of the right. learning process. And to your point, I think that's the same thing that even in recruiting, if you've got to, if you're, it's between Illinois and another school, the players at Illinois are going to say, yeah, but here's, what's really cool that there's this giant, you know, alumni base. It's one of the largest in the world. And you're tied into all of that when you, when you come to Illinois, well, for anybody listening, and we're talking to Cam Cox here, the NIL director with Illinois athletics for anyone listening, what is different now in terms of if, if I'm, if, if I give, if I have given, if I'm planning to give, what is different now um, in terms of that process that that didn't exist maybe a couple of years ago? I, I mean, obviously, outside of NIL, obviously. So I think the, the biggest thing now is that there are a few mechanisms in place. If you say, hey, I really want to support specifically mm-hmm. in the context of NIL, I'd say the first kind of most common mechanism is, is you can call us. You can call me. Mm-hmm. So if you say, hey, I have questions. I am really looking into this. I think that I can help make an impact. Please do reach out to me. Cox at illinois.edu. Easy to remember. Um, I think the second one is the presence of Illini guardians. That's a big thing to say, okay, I don't really know if, if I want to create a custom experience or I don't really know how much I want to be the one who interacts with this, but I do know it's important. I do want to help. You can sign up for a subscription with Illini guardians and they essentially will package the opportunity for you. We work very closely with Illini guardians. And so you can feel very assured that what happens as a result of that is actually going to align with our mission and our competitive vision. And the third part is actually Open Doors Marketplace. So Open Doors is our kind of third-party platform that we partner with for a lot of different things for student-athlete NIL services. They make a lot of things happen. So some of the stuff we don't talk about on here are student-athlete taxes. We don't talk about student-athletes having to disclose. We don't talk about sharing content with student-athletes. Open Doors makes all that stuff possible. Mm-hmm. And the Open Doors Marketplace is also a kind of a booking platform for student-athletes for more kind of corporate visions in terms of student-athlete NIL activities. So stuff like endorsements and sponsorships and more like corporate appearances. We can handle that stuff too. I'm happy to do it, but you can go through Open Doors. I think the presence of those mechanisms is what's really different because before I think there was a sense that, well, NIL's here and maybe there's something that we can do, but we don't know how to interact with it. Or there was a sense that, well, I'm not a business or, well, I'm not a social media person or, well, I don't have kids who would want um, someone so to show up at a birthday party. Now there's an opportunity for everybody to be engaged. And honestly, everyone's going to have to be engaged if we're going to be able to make the splash that we really hope to make with this. And so last week, you may have seen Josh Whitman's letter come out, um, his open letter about the importance of NIL. And that's really what it was getting at is the idea that 
Everyone's going to have to get engaged. This is tremendously important, but this is something that we can really move on because it's a fight we can actually win. It's something where we say, hey, look, we have a ton of people, we got a ton of resources, and we are so, so hot right now. I don't know if you saw the football team win by 32 points last weekend, but we're real hot. I don't know if you've seen the men's basketball team have uh, back-to-back big two championships, but we're really hot. I mean, my volleyball team went to Sweet 16. We're really hot, and we've got a brand-new fancy women's basketball coach. We are very, very hot right now. We're really, really high on our programs, but we're going to have to have this level of support. And that's why that support is so important right now to strike while the iron's hot and really make that impact. And that letter was, uh, was so well done. And, and in fact, if anyone listening has not seen it, you can see it on, on fighting Illini.com. And it's on our website as well. Illiniguys.com. We put it up there because we, we feel like everyone needs to read this to have an understanding um, of where this is. Here's a question that that I did hear last week at the Illini guys tailgate in regards to money and and, and giving and, and that kind of thing. Um, okay, well, the Big Ten just signed for all this money, so Illinois is going to get more money. Why do they need my money? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. That. <laughs> there's, there's two reasons that we still need your money. Reason number one is because, and the one that kind of hits me the quickest, is that because of NIL, one of the main restrictions is that the schools are not paying the student athletes. The schools cannot kind of um, enter into NIL deals with student athletes, but also outside parties can't enter into NIL deals with student athletes for things that they have to do because they're student athletes. So all, both of those things kind of fall underneath the moniker of pay for play. It's both who's paying and then what we call play. The other reason why is because the headline is awesome. And there will be increased revenues from the new Big Ten deal, and that's awesome stuff. But the truth is that a lot of that is actually backloaded. And so it's one of those kind of don't believe everything you read situations. It's not as if tomorrow the water's turned on. There's still going to be a significant ramp up period. There's a significant adjustment around that. And there's a significant structural component that we've already taken into account with that stuff, too. So some of the new fancy buildings that we've got coming those things we thought, okay, there's going to be some increase in the revenue distribution and we didn't know what it was going to be, but some piece of that, particularly the fact that, you know, it's going to be kind of graduated in its increase, some piece of particularly those early increases are going to go to those things. And so we're still going to need support. Again, the, the key to all institutional programming is always fan and donor support. It doesn't matter if it is a medical school, a college of arts and sciences, or an athletic department. It is, it is always that thing. Um, and so we're going to continue to need that if we're going to be at the top. And, and I, I know this and having conversations over the weekend, um, there are other schools that have in the NIL landscape, other big 10 schools that, that I'm understanding have already jumped ahead of Illinois. Um, um, you know, Michigan state's got a couple of, of major um, donors, possibly of, of Indiana, possibly uh, doing some things. And so to your point, the time is now. This is not a, well, in 2024, I will will know if, if you're considering it. Now is the time to get involved um, to make sure Illinois stays competitive. That's absolutely true. I mean, it, I think that some of the other schools realize why this moment is so important. There are a lot of different things that are going on in the landscape of college athletics. We don't have quite enough time to talk about it, but we're in this period of upheaval and tumult. And it's really all just what our director likes to call an intense period of disruption, but it's a bit of a reshuffling. And so there's this unique opportunity right now to change the trajectory of Illinois athletics 
for years to come. And so because our competitors realize that, they're also trying to kind of move up in the pecking order. I mean, that's part of the competitive endeavor that we've signed up for. And so, yeah, it's it's a big deal and it's a big deal to get it right. And it's a big deal to attack it right now. Yeah. And I, and to your point, I think that the, the resources are here in the Illinois community, not just in East Central Illinois, but on a global scale. Um, to make this happen among the alumni base and 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 fans and all the corporate partners uh, that you guys have with NIL. Um, I've, I've got about a minute left. Uh, remind everyone, how can people get involved? They're ready to, to donate and get involved. What should they do? First thing you do to get involved, I think the simplest thing for you to do is go to IlliniGuardians.com and sign up for a subscription package. So important. That is the best, simplest thing to do. If you think that you can offer some serious support, some big level stuff, and you think that you want a custom experience, feel free to reach out to me, kcox at illinois.edu. And if you have corporate interests, I can help you with that. But you can also feel free to go to Open Doors Local Marketplace and search for the Fighting Illini. You'll see us there. Yeah. Cam, it's always good information. Unfortunately, we never have. You and I could take like, we, we could take two hours, I think. with Oh, with, easily. On the Larry, show. easily. <laughs> People don't want to listen to us talk for that long. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. But, um, but we really appreciate uh, the knowledge. You always do such a great job of bringing clarity um, to the changes and helping people understand. I think of, of where this was even just a year ago and where it is now. Um, it's just a quantum leap ahead. And so we all look forward to seeing where you take this, uh, the good work that you're doing for the university. And, and of course, all the partners, the people that we see uh, around supporting Illinois athletics to your point, it's, it's, it's a great time to be a fan. It's an exciting time to be a college sports fan uh, overall, Mm -hmm. but I think especially Illinois sports with some lean times in, in some sports the past several years, we can see where that's changing um, and so it's certainly a need to have a front row seat and watch you guys work. Cam Cox, we appreciate it, and we'll talk with you soon. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate it. All right. Cam Cox, again, he is the NIL director with the Division of Intercollegiate Athletics, and uh, always good to talk with him. And again, Cam, many thanks for the knowledge. Hour number two is straight ahead, Illinois at Indiana, the Big Ten opener for both schools. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. When life gets hectic, you need healthcare that's easy. You need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. With OSF On-Call Urgent Care, we make it easy to get affordable, quick, convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it. Walk in for care 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even on holidays. 24-7, 365 virtual care options means we're always on just like you. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgent care to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth, since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Hi, this is Larry Smith, proud native of Central Illinois. It's been an honor to have reported on the world's biggest sporting events for the past three decades. And as a lifelong Illini fan, it's a privilege to now be with IlliniGuys.com. My friends and I put this together with one goal in mind, to have the best Illini-centric website around. Great features, podcasts, insider stuff. I know a little something about telling athlete stories, and these guys know a lot about the Illini. It's a perfect match. Come over and check it out. IlliniGuys.com. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy kicking off this hour with a look around the Big Ten. 13 of 14 conference teams in action. Northwestern takes a bye week after the trip to Ireland. The big game Saturday night, of course, second ranked Ohio State versus number five Notre Dame. First meeting in six years, and the Buckeyes haven't lost the Irish since 1936. Number eight, Michigan hosting Colorado State with the first of two starting quarterbacks getting the nod. Guys, what else do we have? Well, yeah, number 18, Wisconsin, taking on Illinois State. Um, I, I, the Badgers should uh, be able to handle this one. It seems like uh, they're going to run, and they're going to run, and then they're going to run again. Illinois State was uh, a couple years ago pretty solid, you know, but they last year was a rough year for them um, offensively, so I don't see them putting many points uh, up against the Badgers. The Badgers are going to hand off like 47 times for 342 <laughs> yards or something like that. <laughs> And Nebraska takes on North Dakota, and uh, Scott Frost has to hope that uh, Casey Thompson can be a little more productive with his, you know, last game, 355 yards, but two critical interceptions going down the stretch of the game. Um, you know, North Dakota was only five and six last year, so I would suspect that even Scott Frost <laughs> will make sure this game gets won. <laughs> Uh, Iowa's taking on South Dakota State, a pretty good team out of FCS, um, you know, reaching, uh, I think it was the championship game a, a couple of years ago. Um, how about Iowa, 19-2 and two in season openers since 2001. Uh, what a run they've had, 19-4, and four, Mark, in season openers under uh, Kirk Barents. Um, you know, here's the thing about Iowa that you, you don't hear much about is just some of the personnel that they've got. They actually have four players that were named preseason All-Americans by various outlets. Linebacker Jack Campbell, defensive back Riley Moss, uh, tight end Sam Laporta, and punter Tory Taylor. So Iowa not ranked going into this game. Um, if they can get past this, they've got a couple of matchups that uh, with Iowa State uh, and then another, I think it's uh, Nevada after that. So, um, you know, they're one of these uh, a team right now that, again, you feel like they're going to be in the mix with nine or eight or nine wins. Um, and we'll see if they can get it done on Saturday. Yeah, Iowa does that every year, it seems like. So uh, then you got another on the other end of the spectrum. We go to the other end of the Big Ten Conference. We've got Rutgers taking on Boston College. Uh, going to be a tough one for the Scarlet Knights unless they can uh, create some turnovers. I think that's going to be the key for them against the Boston College team that has a really solid passing attack. Um, you know, Rutgers is not, you know, it seems like they're getting closer maybe being more competitive and uh, losing small a little bit. So maybe this is uh, maybe they can pull an upset here, but I, I, I think BC's the, the team to pick here. Yeah. And, and Maryland will take on Buffalo. And of course uh, we have another Tonga Valola brother to his younger brother who last year threw for 3,800 yards, 26 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Wow. I suspect that Maryland, if you put the ball in his arm, and uh, his legs, I think um, Maryland should be fine. Uh, Buffalo obviously doesn't have uh, quite the coaching that they had a couple of years back. So I, I think the Terrapins will start the season off with a W. Nice, nice. Well done. And of course, uh, all of these games, you can find the previews and then the post game stories on our website, bigsportsradio.com. Really kind of your one stop uh, place to go check uh, all of these out. You know, of all these games, the ones here we just talked about, uh, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Iowa, Rutgers, Maryland, uh, we mentioned Michigan, mentioned Ohio State. Is there a 
Is there a, an upset in there? Is there one of these big 10 teams that could go down out of that list? Well, I mean, I, I, it's not an upset. I think Rutgers is going to go down. I think, uh, you know, I, I think Iowa just wins, but I, I definitely always think of, you know, that when you're playing those, if you don't take that team like South Dakota state seriously, um, that that's a game where they can compete a little bit. And then you're in a tight game in the fourth quarter. And you never know quite what to expect. And with, with Nebraska, I hate to say it, but with, with the role that Scott Frost is on right now, um, which is straight down a hill, I, you, you have <laughs> again. You don't expect North Carolina or North Dakota to win, but you just don't know what stuns Nebraska is going to pull or what plays they're going to call. So oh. um, who knows? It, it- if it's the one possession game, Nebraska's probably going to lose. I mean, it's, I mean, that's, that's the way it's been for, you know, for all, since Scott Frost arrived. Yeah. And, and I tell you what, he has made me look like a ridiculous idiot more than normal because I thought he was a, a, like a home run hire and he yeah. has been the antithesis of a home run hire. It has been yes. rough uh, sledding uh, for Scott Frost. Five and 21 in one score game since he took over the Nebraska pro- program. And it's a program still looking for its first winning season. And he's now uh, in year five. I mean, I, listen, I mean, <laughs> rooting for the Huskers in this one. I, I, I want the guy to succeed. Um, if you lose North Dakota, probably Sunday morning, start Googling movers. <laughs> no, I, yes, I think it's. I think they'll probably have to wait until October 1st when that buyout goes from 15 million down to 7.5. So he's going to have another month no matter what, but yeah. then again, he might only have a month, no matter what, <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Be proactive and start getting those bids. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't happen though. Cause boy, that was, Ireland was ugly to have that lead and the onside kick. listening. I don't want to, I don't, I don't yeah. want to, <laughs> you know, you have those, sometimes that coach makes that decision. You think, man, this is really, he rolled the dice. They agree. Usually with Scott Frost, it's the opposite. It's yeah. like, what you know, what what did he do? It was like a, a stroke of uh, genius. Sometimes in Scott Frost's case, it's yeah, just it's a stroke. He makes a few decisions that <laughs> that makes me think there's a little bit of Ron Zook in him. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, it's one of those where it's all in the tone. Usually, it's like, hey, he just rolled the dice with Scott Frost. It's well, he rolled the dice. <laughs> yeah, or, or or he's more like, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, quick time out as we continue. The conversation continues uh, right after this. Stay with us. <laughs> Do you like what you hear? Let the passion of Illini guys promote your business. The sponsors are signing up right now for the upcoming fall season, and our ad space is limited. Shoot us an email at info at IlliniGuys.com and find out how easy it is to reach diehard sports fans in 30 key markets in six states. That's info at IlliniGuys.com. When life gets hectic, you need health care that's easy. You need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. With OSF On-Call Urgent Care, we make it easy to get affordable, quick, convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it. Walk in for care 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even on holidays. 24-7, 365 virtual care options means we're always on, just like you. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgent care to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit. 
You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. You know, we were just talking that Kedrick Prince probably threw people off at our tailgate tent in Grange Grove last Saturday because, uh, A, he wasn't wearing a 10-gallon hat, uh, B, he wasn't carrying a lasso, C, there was no horse around. I mean, he was like incognito, you know what I mean? Kendrick Prince, director of recruiting for IlliniGuys.com. Joining us now, Ken, always good to have you. Hey, listen, uh, big recruiting announcement this week. You know what? Um, in the world of recruiting, you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes, you know, you think you're going to get a kid that's 100% done in the last minute. They changed their mind. But this time it went Illinois' way. I, was, uh, I wasn't surprised, but I'm, I'm just happy for the staff to continue this great run that they're on. I mean, they're just on a, an amazing run. Of, of landing top recruits in the country. I mean, you know, I know sometimes people use the word elite because Underwood uses that word, but this is an elite kid that they get to continue to keep the program on that status. You know, getting somebody like Amani, who I think, you know, he's hovering around the 50 mark right now in the world of, in the world of recruiting. But, I mean, I look for him to move up. If he has a, any kind of halfway decent season the way he had this past summer, he'll probably move up. Big time get overall for the program. Illinois targeted him early on, and he was that one guy that they really wanted. Um, we talked about it before. They went full court press with him. Yeah, Monty Hansbury, 6'8", 225, a big man out of um, uh, out of Baltimore, uh, which is Kedrick, which is uh, Chester Frazier's neck of the woods. Kedrick, you interviewed uh, Hansbury uh, recently for your Kedge recruiting roundup earlier this week after his commitment. Uh, here's a piece of that interview, starting with Hansbury talking about his ties to uh, the Illinois assistant coach, Chester Frazier. Uh, really just, he reached out to me after, I think, one of my PGM games, 16U, uh, and he really just followed me, you know, throughout my junior year. So, you know, it was, it was real, you know, encouraging just to have him in my ear all year. He was he was telling me what I needed to do to get better. Um so it was just, it was kind of like a big bro, little bro relationship. So it was great having that. You know what? He is, he's from that area and he knows the area, you know, pretty well. And um, I don't know if you know this or not, but when you were on your official visit, I actually ran into you by mistake, you know? So I know, I mean, there was rumors that when you went on your visit that you really liked it. Can you tell the fans out there what you liked about the visit and if anything was that stood out to you different being on campus there at Illinois? Um, I really like just the feel of campus. I like, I'm not really a one-stop shop type of person. So what do you mean by that? Uh, you know, uh, I went to Pittsburgh, for example, everything at Pittsburgh is all in one area, one little building, you know, all the, all the, uh, information, like photo shoots would be in the one building, uh, locker room, the stadium, the practice floors, everything was in one building. I like to move around during my day. So. I, I just saw how, you know, spread out the Illinois campus is. It was kind of, you know, my type of feel. Um, another thing I liked during, you know, my visit, I got a chance to watch uh, practice and a lift. Yeah. And then as well, you know, just guys getting up and down. So just the competitiveness, you know, just in the practices, uh, it wasn't like toxic. It was more healthy, just guys pushing each other, getting each other better. When you went on your visit down there, I mean, they are the whole university. They sell their program on family. Did you get that feel from the players and all the coaches and and you know, I guess the professors when you were down there? Did you get that vibe from the school? Uh, definitely. Just seeing you know 
the coaches interacting with, you know, some of like the counselors or the tutors that, you know, help the guys out. It just shows like, you know, nothing goes unnoticed. Everybody appreciates, you know, it's a real community. And that's one another thing I was looking for uh, at my school now, Mount St. Joe's is a real brotherhood community. So I was looking for that, you know, at the next level in college. It was great to talk to him. It really was. Um, you know, I hope the fans get a chance to listen to it, not just trying to promote my podcast, but you could tell he's one of those everyday guys and he is, he was really impressed. And the, you know, he said a lot of things that I liked, but in the end, the way the Illinois staff recruited him and what they did to end the recruitment was just really, really classy. Um, they hit home with him and also the academics. Sometimes we forget about that part of it, but the academic part was, was a big get for him and his family because the basketball is great, but I had a chance to talk to his parents before the podcast and the education part was huge. And also, you know, Adam Fletcher, was he was clutch. He was a big part of that too. I, I really think that we all need to work out with Adam Fletcher because that seems to be the, the key for these recruiters. Um, Mike and I would, we could, we could eat all the pizza if we worked out with Adam Fletcher, maybe. Yes. So maybe that's the key. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you, you know, Hansberry is really good as you know, as we've talked about kid, what is your take on uh, what's next for Illinois basketball recruiting? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you what, right. You and I, I kind of thought we talked, we thought they were done. I thought Illinois would be done with the high school, but I don't think so. I know they're looking at a kid named Drevion Gibbs Lawhorn. He's a six-foot point guard um, out of Mount Avery Academy in Florida. And now Indiana's pushing him. And uh, I don't – Tim Anderson, you know, is kind of, you know, pressuring him a little bit, saying, hey, Illinois is a good spot for you to land. And he's a 23 kid. And you know how Coach Underwood is, Brad, you know, when it comes to guards. So he's really, really, you know, interested in this kid. And I think the feeling's mutual. I know they're trying to get him on campus for a visit. Um, I know um, at Illini guys, we're going to hopefully have a list of kids who will be visiting sometime soon, and I think they're trying to get him on. Another name that I wrote a story about for our, our site is, is Brady Dunlop, a six-seven shooting guard, if you will, um, you know, out of Harvard Lake West High School in California. Outstanding shooter. He was hurt this year a little bit. He sprained his ankle. He's a really, really good shooter, and um, every time I talk to these kids well it's something different every time and with this one he told me about Underwood leads the recruiting you know coach Underwood talks to him more mm -hmm. than any of the assistants so I mean that's just telling you you know where coach Underwood is and how comfortable he is with this program selling it himself yeah and it is it's really interesting the position of strength that uh, coach Underwood and his staff are recruiting from and um, I was going to ask you guys, you know, getting back to Hansberry, for the fans out there, who would you compare him to? Well, I think Brad's comparison, I've heard a lot. Even it was way better than mine. But um, Brad, I was, you know, the name is flipping me again. It's the Wisconsin kid. A lot of people compare him to Draymond I, Green. Nigel Hayes. Nigel yes, Hayes. Nigel Hayes. Perfect. Good body, same comparison. Uh, not a great shooter, but a decent shooter, keep you honest. Excellent in the post, big body. I mean, yeah, I think Brad's uh, assessment of him is probably the best. And uh, before I let you go, there's a, a football kid you wrote about. You've got a story coming up uh, shortly on LineEyeGuys.com. Tell us about him. Yeah, his name is Tanner Phillips. He's a tight end, another big guy. Um, he's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He visited. Uh, he fell in love with the school. And, you know, um, one of the things that he liked about it was that atmosphere. And he said it helped being one of the only games you know, that was in college football, you know, last week. And the coaches really made him 
feel welcome. He doesn't have a lot of offers, but that doesn't matter to him. I mean, the staff talked to him about what they see in him as a player, which we've talked about multiple times. These coaches don't look at a star recruiting like a lot of us. They just look at talent and, and they see it. And he's one that they're going to continue to try to pursue. He's expecting to come back down for another visit. So, uh, again, his name is Tanner, uh, Tanner Phelps, excuse me, a 6'3 tight end out of Milwaukee. And he was one of the few guys that was down there. And he loved every bit of it. The fans, the family atmosphere, the coaches, the celebration after the game, the coaches talk. It was all it was all really good for him and his family. Hey, Ken, as always, we appreciate the knowledge. Uh, take care and um, watch that 10-gallon hat on your way out the door. Don't knock it off your head. <laughs> Will do, guys. <laughs> Kendrick Prince, Director of Recruiting with IlliniGuys.com. Be sure to go on and check out his updates uh, on the website. We've got so much more to come here. On the Sports Spectacular, it's another big football weekend as September is here. Hoosiers and Illini in Bloomington. Big Ten football is on deck. Next on the Sports Spectacular. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. It will be the summer of joy in Chicago. Thanks to Governor Pritzker, the lawlessness of Chicago will soon be the law statewide. That's why 100 of Illinois' 102 state's attorneys oppose Pritzker's mandatory release of violent criminals like Will County State's Attorney Jim Glasgow. That bill goes into effect. Our hands will be tied. All their bonds will be extinguished on January 1st. Stop Chicago violence from coming to your town. Vote no on Pritzker. Paid for by people who play by the rules pack. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Well, the Big Ten opener didn't go the way of the Illini. 23-20, they lose last night to Indiana. And the numbers I teased in the first hour, I want to kind of give these to you now. Uh, so what I was doing, I was breaking down. I thought, you know, if Illinois wins, they're 2-0. and They've beaten two FBS teams. When's the last time they did that to start the season? Actually, they've done it a lot. So you go back starting in 2012, which is year one AZ after Zook, and come up to present time, they are 16 and six in the first two games total. They're usually two and oh or one and one. They've only gone 0 and two once that was in the COVID year uh, in 2020. So really, Illinois is right where they always are. The problem is the rest of the way. So take away the first two games of the last 10 seasons, Illinois is 24 and 74. So there's still the opportunity to improve upon what you did last year and what you've done the past decade, even though this loss last night feels a lot like it felt uh, in too many games last year. Let's bring in Matt Stevens. Uh, he is in Bloomington uh, there for last night's game. Uh, as, uh, Indiana rallies late in the final minute. Uh, Matt, this one, uh, this one stinks. Yeah, I, I, I think the head football coach at Illinois said it best, guys. I mean, they get a failing grade in dealing with football one-on-one because of all, all the mistakes that they made and all, all the mental errors they made and all of the chances that they gave Indiana. Well, the last chance they gave Indiana, they finally took it and they won the football game. So 
Um, Illinois really only has one person to look at, um, and it's everybody in the mirror, everybody on this roster, everybody that made a trip to Bloomington has to look in the mirror, including the coaches, or into the head football coach, and try to figure out what's going wrong here because um, they found another way to lose a football game. And Indiana didn't really find a way to win it. They just found a way to escape. Illinois found a way to lose it. And they did it in so many different ways, and one of which is doubling Indiana's turnovers and doubling their penalties and just doubling their mistakes. And, and I, I think anybody who watched this game understands Illinois is probably the better football team, but they, they did everything they, they, they could possibly think of to uh, give the lesser football team a chance to win. And finally, in the last drive, they did it. Matt, Matt, I don't think there's any doubt Illinois is the better football team. I mean, when you watch that game, but they still come away with the loss. And do you sense a, I mean, is there concern because this is a pattern, whether it's UTSA or Maryland or Purdue or Rutgers from a year ago, over and over, they tend to find a way to lose at the end of games. How does that change? Brad, the head football coach at the University of Illinois is concerned about it because he sees a trend and it's a disturbing one and it's one that has been, you know, I guess, burst long before he got to Champaign. And he, he needs it to stop. And, and, and I, you got and Larry's numbers reflect the column that's being that was I wrote for Illini guys coming out of this game, which is Brett Bielema has now coached 14 games at Illinois. The 15th one is the most important game of his coaching career at Illinois. And the reason I say that is because you find me a way to get to six wins with a, a, a two and a one and two and potentially two and two start going into, you know, October, which is an absolute, you know, minefield of disasters for Illinois. If you look at the schedule. So um, if they don't find a way to upset Virginia at home next week, they're in, a, they're in for another world of trouble. And, and not only that, but, but you start to see the, the slide again of, of what happens after a pretty heartwarming season opening win. And this is not a trend that Brett Vilema, he, he spent the entire month of June in camps telling high school kids, I didn't come here to go five and seven. And he's seeing another trend like this, you know, Friday night in Bloomington that's going to lead to another, you know, losing season. And I don't think he likes where this is headed. Well, look, and, I, and I'm one of the people who wrote the mountain in front of Bielma when he got hired. And, you know, you, you, we even did a comparison <clears throat> last week between Ohio State and Illinois. But as much as I want to draw this parallel to times before he got here, this is a mirror of what we saw last season. And we had very similar play calling. We had very similar scenarios. Is there going to be any type of change in, in what the team does, because right now we're in that position where, you know, we've tried this strategy and it hasn't worked. Are we just going to keep trying the strategy or do you, you think there's going to be an opportunity to, to, you know, the players are being asked to do stuff that, that they don't, they may not be comfortable in. Are the coaches willing to do that? You, you, you voiced a concern by Brett Bielema and Mike Cagley, which is basically he, he came into the media room and said, we is, I've got to look at our assistant coaches and be brutally honest with them about what, what we're doing and how we're doing it and what we're telling our players to do. I'll tell you right now, I don't think the head coach really liked what happened from first and goal on in that last drive that could have sealed the game. Didn't like it at all. And I'm not saying he threw Barry Lunny under the bus and game, after game two, but he didn't like what he saw like in, in a situation where they could have sealed the game. So – um, if that's a little bit of what you're talking about, that's fine. He also knows that 36 carries for Chase Brown over a 12-game season 12 times isn't going to work. Um, but I think I think they tried to manage him to the finish line as best they could. But um, 
you know, I, I, I don't think, I think Illinois has been a lot more diverse, Mike, you know, in their offensive play calling than they ever have been under Greg Vilema. The problem is, is that when you have a chance to seal the game and you can't get five yards, that's, that's a problem for Greg Vilema. That's a big problem for him. And he, he, he has to be able to figure out why. A major reason was, you know, Julian Pearl is not there. And Brett Bielema talked about being paper thin on this roster. Well, one of the ways that they're paper thin right now is the offensive line, you know, spots that they can count on. And, and it, it just showed up at the worst time on Friday night. Matt, we've got 30 seconds. How does Bielema yeah. turn the tide for next week? Virginia coming in. We, again, like you said, this is – it's crucial. Usually September games, game, third game of the, of the season is not that big of a deal. This one's really big. How does he change it or turn it around? I, I don't think there's any other way to do it other than to let, it, let everybody know the first time they get back in the building, this is a must win. I mean, you have to put it on them like that because – because unless you do that, like this thing is going to keep going the way it's going. And I, I, I just I, I know the head coach doesn't like the trend that he's seeing right now with, you know, 14 games into his tenure. He's seeing way too many losses that are self-inflicted. Yeah, tough game. Matt Stevens, uh, lineiguys.com. Look for his stuff on the front page uh, right now on the website. Free seven-day trial. Check that out. Uh, Matt, uh, safe travels. We'll see you next week in Champaign. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right. Stay with us. Look around some of the other games of interest this weekend. That's coming up next on the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. This is Jeff Alexander, assistant basketball coach for the Fighting Illini. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. We talked earlier about key Big Ten games this weekend as most teams open their 2022 college football campaigns. How about defending champion, defending national champion Georgia, ranked number three in the nation, and opening versus the 11th-ranked Oregon in the Chick-fil-A game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Should be a good one. It's exciting. I mean, that's a – you always have those early, those week one marquee matchups, you know, and, and this is it. I mean, this is a game where, you know, obviously Georgia's favored, but there, there's no doubt that Oregon has the athletes to compete with uh, Georgia in this game, especially if Georgia isn't sharp. So should be a fun game. Um, although that, you know, obviously Georgia is pretty much home game for them at the Mercedes Benz stadium. Yeah, I've got to go. I've got to go with the Georgia Bulldogs this week. Going to be a heck of a game, but I just don't think it's the Oregon that we thought of eight or 10 years ago. And they're trying to climb upwards and you don't want to have to do that against the Bulldogs. Yeah, no question. Uh, this should be a really good game. You know, it's it's funny. Mark Richt for a – or Mark Richt. Flash <laughs> <laughs> from the past. Oops, oops. Kirby, Kirby Smart for a moment was the highest paid coach until Nick Saban said, hold my beer, and he retook that claim. So uh, we'll see how Georgia responds. Uh, the, the Bennett kid also uh, coming back is, uh, for a fifth year is his, uh, for a senior year. Uh, Brad, what else are you looking at? Yeah, interesting game, you know uh... – getting a lot of publicity is Utah, Florida, you know, Utah's ranked seventh in the country coming in. And of course you've got Florida who is, you know, an sec team, Utah's on the road. This is not an easy game in any way, shape or form. So for me, the big thing, I guess with Utah, they have to make sure that they, you know, handle the crowd, handle that road atmosphere, but Florida has a, a guy um, and they have a, a quarterback who is going to be a guy to watch this year. And um, I think if he is elite, um, I, I think that, and he might be, I mean, I, I don't know. And so it's kind of one of those things where this uh, Anthony and, uh, and oh, geez, hang on, hang on. 
I forgot his last name. So hang on. Give me a second. Uh, Florida. Florida has a quarterback named Anthony Richardson, 6'4", dual threat, a guy who can run, pass. And I think if he's as elite, they might be a team that surprises some people this year because, you know, they've obviously got athletes in Florida, but a quarterback like that sometimes can win you a lot of games. Yeah, and I I was looking at number 23, uh, Cincinnati, playing at Arkansas. You know, last year Cincinnati was 13-1, and only lost to Alabama. Unfortunately for your Cincinnati fans this year, uh, they had nine guys taken in the NFL draft, including their quarterback, Desmond Ritter. So I'm pretty much going with Arkansas this week uh, as it's going to be at their uh, down in uh, uh, their home turf. So but it looks like a heck of a matchup. We'll see what Luke Fickle can do as a coach. Another game I'm looking at is uh, out west with a future Big Ten team, USC Trojans, 14th in the country, and they're hosting uh, Rice. Um, USC, they've won their last 14 season openers at the Coliseum going back to 1997. But it's the Lincoln Riley era, uh, the former Oklahoma coach coming out um, to resurrect this program. And, um, you know, a, a program really just has not recovered since the departure of, of Pete Carroll and the sanctions that followed. I mean, there just was a lot of mess there. But, um, you know, here's a team that, again, they began in the top 25. Um, you know, they, they return only 71 players uh, from last year. So they've got it. They've got some turnover. And it's funny that that Riley keeps saying it's the most unique roster in the history of USC football. Um, for a guy who's in his first year there, I'm not sure why he, why he says that, but he did bring <laughs> along a Heisman uh, hopeful in the quarterback, Caleb Williams. You remember he was the, the freshman who came on last year um, in, uh, in uh, oh, for uh, Spencer Rattler, who was the highly touted Heisman hopeful beginning of the season comes into the freshman, takes his job. Rattler's gone. And then once Riley leaves, Caleb Williams follows him. And so, um, he was a true freshman All-American last year at Oklahoma. Did had a great year, twenty-one touchdown passes. Anxious to see what he does out there with the Trojans. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Another debut is, of course, at Oklahoma, where Lincoln Riley was before. UTEP's at Oklahoma. Brent Venables. It's interesting for me to see Brent Venables, Brent Venables in um, in the Big Twelve, in a program that hasn't stopped anybody since the millennium, you know, defensively, since Bob Stoops was there, I think. So they, they give up a lot of points, score a lot of points. Obviously, he's not going to – Venables doesn't want to do that. You know, he wants to, to play some defense. So it's going to be interesting to see how that – Oklahoma, I think they'll be great against UTEP defensively. It's going to be very interesting to see how that kind of changes from the offensive-minded stuff they've had under uh, Lincoln Riley. And we also have Utah State visiting number one Alabama. Utah is the uh... – metaphorical, proverbial, sacrificial lamb. And you have to wonder, with uh, Nick Saban all mad with all of his little battles um, (laughs) with Jimbo down in Texas A&M, Utah State has to say, look, you're not mad at us. You're mad at him. (laughs) And I think it's going to be a very long day for our friends at Utah State against that team on Saturday. No question about that. You know, two other games of the intrigue, Florida State at, uh, and taking on LSU. Brian Kelly makes his Bayou debut after more than a decade in South Bend. And number four, Clemson versus Georgia Tech. It's an unusual season opening ACC battle at the Dome in, in Atlanta. I had to look twice. Wait a minute, Clemson and they're both in the same conference. Okay, well, all right. Uh, that's a Monday night game, Labor Day and the holiday. Uh, the Tigers very quietly notched their 11th consecutive 10 win season last year 
But oh my goodness, stop the press. They lost three games in the same season for the first time since 2014. That equals the number of games lost in all three years combined when star quarterback Trevor Lawrence uh, was on campus. I mean, it's funny, Clemson right there, but they, they lose three games and all of a sudden, like they're finished out of the top 10 and they're kind of forgotten. But is this team, a, should they be considered a threat this year to, to get it back to the playoff and contend for a national title? Yeah, they've, they've recruited really well. They're going to be good. Uh, I think they're going to be fine. I don't think it's time to uh, the Dabo Sweeney. I don't think it's time to <laughs> to sell yet. Go. So I think it's time to keep uh, keep him, let him be uh, one of the top five coaches in college football. Now, it's interesting, though, a three-loss season, what would we say as Illinois fans? We'd be like, yes, we're in. <laughs> we usually have that by the end of September. This is awesome. <laughs> so, Yeah, Clemson's a little bit of the anti-Illinois they're having their 11th 10 win season in a row and Illinois is trying to break a 10 year uh, losing record streak. So uh, obviously the, the, the two antis. And of course the question I have about Brian Kelly is when after the game, and let's just assume, you know, uh, LSU wins and he's interviewed, is he going to have a Southern accent when he's interviewed or is he going to go back to the Brian Kelly from Notre Dame accent? Or do we just get a totally new one? Like maybe, I don't know, German, maybe he'll just speak in German. <laughs> no, he's going to, it's going to be like watching the water boy. You're going to have that. <laughs> it's going to be the Cajun, the Cajun guy. It's, he's going to go full like Cajun wa- from the water boy. Oh, <laughs> You know, so tell me, he won't understand a word he's saying, and then he can say whatever he wants, and nobody's gonna make fun of you. Of course, you know, the dances, they're still gonna make fun of the dance moves from the video, but maybe, maybe they won't make fun of his what he says. <laughs> well, let Mike is dancing in studio. Yes, Uh-oh. he is. It's a scary sight. College football, it is here. Let us pay some bills and then return with more up next. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and it's much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. We all make more than 35,000 decisions a day. Most are small, but some can be life-changing. When it comes to taking care of yourself, the most important choices can be hard to make. Like having a tough conversation instead of ignoring a buddy's call. Or being there for support, not assuming things will just get better. Make the decision to be there for the veterans in your life, for your community, for yourself. Learn more at BeThereForVeterans.com. She's the Illini gal. I bet you thought we forgot. We didn't. Adelia McKenzie of the Illini women's basketball team. Adelia, you were the star of the show in the Hanging with the Illini Guys weekend uh, last week. If you guys came out, you know she was there at our pre-pregame party downtown. And then came out to the tailgate, too. Did you have a good time? Yes, I had a great time. I'm so glad that you guys came down, that I got a chance to meet you all. So what was your biggest surprise about the weekend, about the three of us, that we're older than we look? (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'll look pretty young. <laughs> For ancient people. For... <laughs> people use hieroglyphics. We're, we're young for people who use hieroglyphics. They have a, 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 a so I, I got to go with your name, though. We had this conversation. You've, you've let us for a year mispronounce your name. What? And now I, I I'm, I'm I'm really disappointed in this. Now I thought that since we had Larry Smith, CNN professional guy, I mean Mike and I are idiots. We all know that exactly. So that, that's a given. Larry's supposed to get this stuff right, and so it's Adalia. No, it's Adalia. Oh, Adalia, 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 Adalia. Adalia. Yeah. Now you call me Dow. Everyone Dow. CNN. NBA so like, TV, <laughs> endless nights of anchoring the news. He he must be that anchor who called that guy Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the Illini Dal, right? Yes. There we are. Yeah. Right. Oh, there you go. What did you tell us? What did you tell well, me? Honestly, I don't know. I just a lot of people get it wrong and struggle with getting it right so i just left it be i think she assumed we were senile <laughs> yeah. no, she just, it's just proof she's just like everybody else she doesn't listen to us seven months we have misled illini nation a dahlia okay uh, yeah. the illini dal <laughs> that's how we that's how we remember boy i'm just for the first time i'm speechless I feel terrible. <laughs> Don't feel bad. It's okay. August so, 31st, 2022. Larry is speechless. And you were there. <laughs> but he's still in a suit and tie. <laughs> so, hey, Adalia, was it wild seeing Larry not in a suit and tie at the yeah, tailgate? I was a bit surprised. I'm surprised he's coming with the whole suit. <laughs> at a tailgate. <laughs> yeah. Hey, expectations are, are what they are, right? So did so. Yeah. I gotta ask that you, you got to tailgate with us. You got to tailgate with women's basketball team, and you know you everybody's on campus now. You've got some you know new new players, new things. Well, how's the school year starting off for you? The school year has been fine. It's only been like a couple weeks in, so I haven't had much homework for like any stressful homework come my way. But I know it's coming. And do you feel like after seeing Brad and I, do you feel like you dodged a massive bullet by not joining us at uh, Papa Dell's? <laughs> uh, just a small bullet. <laughs> <laughs> She's, she could have lost a digit if she stuck it in front of the pizza. I mean, you know, just like a, oh, oh. <laughs> one finger down. That's right. So Adalia was great also to uh, meet uh, your coaches, Coach Green and Coach uh, Gentler. Was there uh, Ryan Gitzler? Coach R Ryan. Uh, yeah, Coach Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Coach I, Ryan and, and uh, Coach McIntyre. Um, boy, they're they're intense. I, I can't wait for the season. To start. Yeah, they are. And intense in a good way, I should say. Yeah, in a good way, in a positive. Yeah, yeah. So what's it been like? So you're back on campus, uh, back into, have your, have the fall workouts begun already? Uh, yep, they have. And it's been amazing. Been off to a good start. What makes it good? I would say um, the growth that everybody has had, 
like the energy is different going into workouts and you can just see like everyone's progression. Does anybody change? Like I, here's an honest, here's a question. Like, so I've coached at lower levels, obviously kids come back. They look totally different after, you know, a couple of months because they, they grow and develop. What about the college level? Does anybody like totally different, like from what you had in the spring and they come back this fall and you're like, Whoa, this kid's awesome. You know, is there any changes there that you look at? Um, basketball wise. Yeah. Cause like, you know, being in the gym and working out and stuff, there's changes with your work ethic and stuff like that. But physically I wouldn't say that cause we're all getting old. So been pretty consistent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are. Ooh. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's now, coming. Now, Adalia, Adalia if, you, if you were holding a meeting of your fan club, what would you tell them you've added to your game? I would tell them what I have added to my game is um, shooting better at the three-point line. I'll say I've grown a lot in that area and I'm more confident. So if I have opportunity to hit a three, I'm going to take it <laughs> and not just drive. We can't wait for that. Okay. She's the Illini gal, Adalia McKenzie. Yes. We'll talk with you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right. You too. All right, stay with us. Let's more ahead along the Atlanta Guys Radio Network. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Hi, this is Larry Smith, proud native of Central Illinois. It's been an honor to have reported on the world's biggest sporting events for the past three decades. And as a lifelong Illini fan, it's a privilege to now be with IlliniGuys.com. My friends and I put this together with one goal in mind, to have the best Illini-centric website around. Great features, podcasts, insider stuff. I know a little something about telling athletes stories, and these guys know a lot about the Illini. It's a perfect match. Come over and check it out. IlliniGuys.com. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go. Grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Taking a look at some other stories all around uh, Wisconsin. What is it about uh, Wisconsin golfers in hole in ones? We had uh, earlier this summer there were two golfers who hit holes in one on the same hole in the same tournament, and then now we've got a Wisconsin teenager who hit two hole in ones twenty minutes apart. 
I, I haven't played a lot of golf in Wisconsin. I'm assuming the holes must be much bigger than the ones I'm playing on here, here in Illinois. That's all I can say. Yes. Yeah, it, it would take me a lot of shots to two holes in ones in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who this kid is, but I don't like him because <laughs> I've been, I played five years of golf in, in uh, Wisconsin, University Ridge, Lasonia, you know, all, all Black Wolf Run. Um, I've played since 1990. I've gotten like maybe one time, like maybe like a foot away from a hole in one, but two in 20 minutes. I thought you were going to say one time I got a birdie, but. I don't know. Trust me. That's I'm, also true. I, I had a ton of, of like different type of golf scores. Like, Oh, what's that? That's a snowman. Oh, it's a double par bogey. That's when you get a nine is a double par bogey. You know, I mean, I had all sorts of stuff, but I've been playing for years. Come on, kid share. Hey, the thing is it's all downhill for him now. This exactly. is never going to happen. Yeah. He, was, he's a, he might as well quit golf, find a new hobby. It's all downhill. <laughs> Never going to pick up some bowling. Right. Uh, Albert Pujols is about to hang him up. He's about to quit, but uh, it's, it's been um, smooth sailing. Boy, what a, what a final year. Um, uh, by midweek already, Brad, you were telling 450 different pitchers in his career. Yeah. Home runs yeah new record. Most home runs are most different pitchers that any players hit home runs off broke a record. Barry Bonds, 450 different pitchers throughout his career. That's a lot of pitchers to hit home runs off of. And that's means you're really, Two things. You're really good and you're really old when you've hit home runs off that many pitchers. <laughs> As he's, you know, it's really cool to see him do well, though, getting close to 700. Um, you know, put, you know, it's uh, A Rod's at 696. And so he's right there. It's just, uh, it's really cool to see this much better than I ever expected heading into this season for him. Yeah. I would love to see him pass A Rod, get to 700. And, and, you know, there's, there's, there's a few games left. So I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but, boy, it would be really cool. And it would also be neat to see like the media kind of following him around as he got closer and closer to 700. That would be a neat story to follow. Especially in a city like St. Louis, it loves its baseball the way it does. Speaking of one of Pujols' former managers, Tony La Russa, uh, with some health issues out indefinitely as the White Sox skipper. Yeah. I mean, it's, you hate to see anybody have any health issues, you know, you hope he's okay, but it doesn't surprise me when, when I'll be honest, when I saw that Larusa was out, I figured he was just getting fired. Um, it's been, it hasn't been the greatest year for the White Sox. And so um, they haven't, you know, lived up to expectations. So, but yeah, I hope he's okay. And, you know, he's, he, but he's old. I mean, you know, he's been around for a long time. I mean, you know, so he's been coaching, managing for a long time in baseball, had some great success. Um, but maybe it's time to just go enjoy your, enjoy your, uh, all the money you've made over the years. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of, um, Muhammad Ali, you know, after those last few fights, when you're like, please just retire. We want to remember you at your greatest, not at Trevor Burbick putting you out of boxing. And, and it, it seems like, you know, it, it's hard for a lot of these guys to leave the spotlight and, you know, maybe maybe you and I, all three of us, will be hosting this show when we're ninety. But I something tells me that we're going to decide to get off the stage before then. Probably that's a long time. Uh, hey, college football, tough situation in Jackson, Mississippi, with all the flooding uh, of the Pearl River down there. And uh, Brad, I know you're talking about Deion Sanders uh, making a plea that 
and talking about how dire the situation is for his team. Yeah, no, uh, no, uh, can't go to the bathroom. Uh, not any drinking. It's always weird when they say there's no water due to flooding. I mean, it just seems like that's not something that you you, you should hear. But uh, that's the situation. He's uh, moved the team into hotel, you know, getting ready for their game this weekend. And uh, it, it's a it, man, it's tough when you see this stuff happen. You've got one hundred eighty thousand people there without, you know, sanitary water. And, and that's uh, that's always that's always rough. And of course, number one recruit Travis Hunter may be thinking that Florida State looks a little better now as after <laughs> this. You know, maybe like I could have been, I could have went to Alabama or Ohio State. So, um, but you know, <laughs> you know, they talk about NIL. They just want water. <laughs> we have water. You have NIL. We have water. Yeah, so you, you can basically, you know, we, we you 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 advertise. We give you two bottles of water. Call it call it good. <laughs> Uh, here's uh boy just the, the story of the week this was maybe my my favorite headline a football player at eastern kentucky university kicked off the team uh after he was charged with robbing a mailman down in new mexico i mean really yeah that, that's wild he's so he he i mean i it's pretty ingenious you get the mailman's key you go through everybody's mail find what you want i mean it's like christmas uh, um every day uh but uh it's illegal so it's not something you should do. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty wild when you uh robbing the mailman. So the mailman did deliver though. Just, it didn't, you know, it didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> it didn't work out here. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things you could rob, I guess. The mailman wouldn't be on the top of my list, but not a college football player, I guess. I don't know. It's it's un, it's unfortunate, you know, that, that this is where he decided to draw the line, I guess. But ah, yeah. Next, Larry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think of the cost. Mark K. Kirkendall. He's from Chicago. <clears throat> federal documents. The documents filed in federal court in Mexico last week. So this happened back in February. Um, the bad thing is, not only did was he kicked off the team or I guess the official word is suspended off the team. He is no longer enrolled at the school. So you were planning on continuing your education toward a degree. And now not only do you not have football, you don't even have that. And you may be looking at jail or some kind of punishment. Um, by the way, the, the other guy arrested um, in there was uh, another former New Mexico player, Ray Sean Boyce faces an additional charge of knowingly possessing a firearm after being convicted of misdemeanor domestic violence, according to the documents. Um, Kirkendall finds some new friends. Quality stuff out there in New Mexico. They're doing <laughs> some good, doing some good work there. <laughs> My goodness! All right, there's no I in team. The, the good thing, the good thing is he can probably steal some transcripts and get it, you know, get his degree that way. So, <laughs> all right, we will leave it there. Um, a football weekend is here. Enjoy the games. Hopefully, uh, you had a good time. We we know whether we enjoyed ourselves, and we'll uh, do it again next week. Same place. Until then, enjoy football. <laughs> ILL. I and I. This I has been I. a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.